Welcome to Confidential, a podcast all about confidence, who has it, and how to get it. I'm your host, Hannah Faust. Each week, I sit down with a new guest to discuss life and love, happiness and health, and how we learn to feel great about ourselves. Welcome to Confidential Podcast, Stevie Wright. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) How would you describe what you do for a living? Ooh, so fun. So I'm a self-love coach. I specialize in helping women heal their anxiety. Um, And I think that really came from a place of my own struggles with anxiety, my own struggles with unworthiness and self-loathing and things like that. So I really help the woman who is ready to let go of her limiting beliefs, her old stories, shame, and really up-level her life into who she knows she's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Gosh, and I follow your, um, you know, I follow you on Instagram and you're always posting your clients sharing these incredible successes after they work with you. Um, what do you think is sort of like some of the keys to unlocking that self-worth? Yeah. So I have, I, I, I did, I have a, like a, a special f- kind of framework that I use for mm-hmm. all of my, I do six month coaching uh, programs with my clients. So I use my, my three-step framework, which is my AWC formula mm-hmm. and it's awareness, willingness, and connection. Oh wow. So the first two months are all about awareness, like really tuning into what are the beliefs that you've been holding for 20, 30 years? What are the stories you've been perpetuating? Let's really look under the hood and get to some core belief systems and patterns that are holding you back. Let, let's get clear. Cause sometimes we don't even know Oh yeah. Know, if we don't even, if we don't see, if we don't have a mirror. And then the next two months are willingness, a willingness to do the work, a willingness to dive into shadow, a willingness to feel. Like a big part of my work is really feeling. Um, I think so much, so often, a lot of our conditioning is like, don't feel that, it'll hurt really bad, mm. like numb, numb, numb. And we can't really think our way to healing. It ha- we has to be felt. Right. So um, the a lot of my work is about really feeling some of the pain that maybe you didn't get to feel in childhood that's now coming still kind of haunting you in your adult life. And then the last piece is connection, connection to your higher self, connection to your body, connection to your truth, connection to your voice. I find that these three elements are really key in personal transformation. Mm -hmm. And to answer your question about, you know, digging into the worthiness piece, um, I think so much of that, that, that pain comes from conditioning. You know, it comes from how we were raised and how we were brought up. I really do believe that we're born as these completely whole, perfect souls and everything else, like all the stories, all the wounding, all the trauma gets piled on, Mm -hmm. but it's not who we are. Right. You know, it's not really who we are. So, um, coming back to the remembering of who we are, who we came to the planet as. Yeah. I believe that too. I think that, Um, our souls are super pure and everything that plagues us is something that plagues us from being inside of these very, you know, grounded bodies in this meat suit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do you have, how did you find this line of work? Yeah. So I actually, so I started coaching four years ago Mm -hmm. and at the time, um, I got into health coaching. So I went through my own little health journey. And, um, was like, you know what, I've 
I've, you know, turned some health issues around. I've, I've, I'm good at motivate, motivating people. And I just had happened to hear about health coaching. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I went to school to do health coaching and long story short, was seeing my clients doing six month programs with them and they were mirroring to me some of my own shit. Are you allowed to cuss on this podcast? Oh, okay, great. Of course. <laughs> Are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> I did a podcast yesterday and I asked that and she was like, no. I was like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I don't want to listen. <laughs> I know, right? Not worth it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they were mirroring to me my own shit. And so they were coming to me one, two months in with serious trauma that I had no idea to help, how to help mm, them with. Yeah. You know, I'm like, here's a kale salad recipe. Like I have no idea what I was doing with yeah. it. And so in that process, I was like, wait a second here. If I really want to make some change for people, if I really want to help them and really want to facilitate a transformative experience, I need to do my own work. Like first and foremost, that is what makes a good coach is diving into our own, our own, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they were mirroring to me all these things about anxiety, about unworthiness, about self-love, about abandonment issues that I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm struggling with. Right. So, um, I, it was a blow to my ego, but I was like, you know what? I have to stop. Like yeah. I stopped coaching. I got a job. I got like a full-time job and I was like, I cannot do this until I really know like what's active in me wow and therefore can help someone do the same oh my god that's so responsible thank you uh thank I just you. I just feel like um you know if you're in any form of work whether you're a therapist with a certain certification or a coach with a certain other kind of certification or a psychologist with a doctorate I don't know um you know, those people aren't perfect, right? Just having those certifications doesn't necessarily make them qualified emotionally to be able to do that work for other people. And yeah. so, you know, I know a lot of people that have gotten taken advantage of. I know that there are people out there that are being taken advantage of right now. So that was so responsible of you to do. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I just really wanted to, I, I was also for myself, I was like, I can't, I, I, my, the, my health was kind of like the door to open getting into personal development mm -hmm. and getting into healing work. Um, I didn't know much about this world when I started and that was really the door into understanding like how I tick and why, like some of the trauma that's still present for me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. You know, I can't, I'm not going to be doing, I'm just not going to be helpful anyways. It's not going to be transformative and they're going to do a six month program and maybe they, you know, they're, they lose a little weight or they heal their hormones or their skin clears up and stuff like that. But it's not, what about their heart? Yeah. Who cares? You know, who cares? Right. Who cares? And so I was like, I can't do this. So got a job, um, was working like front desk, just nothing special at all. Um, in that process met like some of my best friends though. It was mm, such, it was such that's an important, nice. yeah, it was such yeah. an important year off in my life. I've never thought about that, but yeah, in that moment it was so important for me to just acknowledge, I met some of my best friends yeah. during that year off, but, um, found a certification, a program, a really intense year long program that would certify me into doing this deep healing work. Mm. And it was a really heart wrenching year because I was so cracked open right. and was also going through shit ton of therapy and hired my own coach and just was like, not fucking around oh my god you are overachieving <laughs> so hard I know. that's what my therapist tells me all the time she's like you're a fucking overachiever like I'm always like I'm journaling I'm taking my antidepressants I'm going on my hikes and she's like relax 
<laughs> it was so funny. So, um, yeah, did the, did this program. It was a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful year, and really eye opening year. And uh, then started doing, started got back into coaching after that. After I still needed um, time to build my business because like I didn't have the money to quit my job. Right. But um, eventually did and went full time last January 2019. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. And you had your highest earning month yeah. last month. God, when you posted. <laughs> When you posted that you made $22,000 in January, I was like, fuck, yes. <laughs> like, I was like so excited, not only because that's incredible. That's an incredible amount of money. And also because you posted it, you yeah. posted the number. Yeah. I'm in the process of trying to look for a full-time job right now. And so I've never been like more fired up about the fact that these companies, they post, they ask you for your salary requirements. They don't post what the what it is right. because they're banking on you undervaluing yourself right. and not wanting to scare anyone away with asking for what your worth is. And then let's say they have $140,000 a year set aside for this job and you email them and tell them I want 80. It's like, well, they just saved $60,000 right. Right. because they didn't put it out there. And I think that's such bullshit and it's so unfair. And then they encourage this environment. And I mean, this also goes for freelancers as well. Um, and anyone who's in more of like a self-employed project-based situation where no one is encouraged to tell each other how much money right. they make, right. which is a capitalist idea that it's rude or whatever. And, you know, no one has to share if they don't want to. But I think it's really important to know if you're being undervalued, if you're if you're at a job where someone uh, one of you're a superior to someone else and they're making more money than you. Mm. Right. Like, no, 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 no. I, and it was so funny. All the stories that came up and how much fear came up around posting that mm. because I've I've never done that before. I've never like said a number, you know, and I had all these stories about people are going to think I'm tacky. People are going to think that I'm uh, that I'm that I'm bragging or and then the other side, people who make more than more, make more money than me are going to be like, that's it. You know? Oh. oh, yeah. All these stories. I'm on the other side. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's so rich. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so all these stories were coming up and I was like, you know what? If I'm really living, being an embodiment of the work that I do, I have to be unapologetic. I have to be in my knowing, in my power mm -hmm. and say, fuck it. If people, if it makes people uncomfortable. And what was so cool is I got an incredible amount of support. Of oh, I bet. Oh, it was, it was just, it was wonderful because all these women reached out to me and was like, I seeing you post that, it made me feel like it's possible that I can get there one day. Mm -hmm. I only got one, um, kind of, it wasn't even a hate mail. It, I got one kind of negative message and it was from a family member uh, you know what it was like from a fucking family member and I was like you know what I, I'll take it oh my god isn't that weird how I feel like no one is weirder about mm -hmm. money except for your family members yeah. like no one compares each other and how much money someone makes than your brothers and your sisters oh, and yeah. your aunts and your uncles aunt, yeah. yeah oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. I have that in my family. Hardcore. Really? Yeah. It was like, this is they won't say it, but we're like, mm, we know. Right. <laughs> right. She's like, this is how you let the devil into your, into the, into okay, your house. Well, you lost like, oh, me at the devil. You, lo you lost me at the devil. You lost me <laughs> 10 seconds ago. <laughs> well, it's funny because I think, um, I had a conversation with someone last year that really blew my mind, which was, um, starting to think about money with the value that you're delivering and not necessarily your time. 
And he gave me the example of someone that he was mentoring. She was putting together. It was. It's like I guess similar to your line of work, but more of like corporate pro- productivity coaching. And she was putting together a program that she was going to sell to these companies, and um, based on calculating her time spent, it was going to be like a few thousand dollars yeah. for her to spend two days with a corporate company of a hundred employees and she's like I would feel really good being paid for my time in that way and he was like well what about the value that you're delivering to these people you should be asking for five six figures for this because you could change the company's ability to work together and productivity productivity the way that you know you're going to increase their profits a million fold and she's like yeah but that would come out to be making so much per hour and he's like it doesn't matter what matters is the value that you're delivering right right and so like, for example, a lot of, I'm a Patreon member for, um, a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. on that I really like and they post publicly how much, ma- how much money they're making per month. Like Patreon does cool. it. It's like how many subscribers, how much money is coming in per mm-hmm. month. And if you kind of calculate the hours, it's like, Whoa, this yeah. person is making a lot of money per podcast. But, and so some people might be like, well, that's insane and that's not worth it. And, and I'm not going to subscribe. And what about all the value and what about all the time they're putting in and what about all the oh my research God. they do? But like most, you know? of, I would say most of them are charging me a dollar or less per, ec- per episode of like extra content. Yeah. That's a ton of value in my mind. Yeah. So who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Right. Right? Yeah. So thank you. So I, I got, I got over the stories. It was amazing. And yeah, it's like, and now the mindset has become, okay, this is just who I am now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. This is just who I am now. And it only gets better and better and better. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it just gets to be good. It, money gets to be easy. Yeah. Oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. It's like so, it's like old, old conditioning, old mm-hmm. patterning that we have to work really hard for money, and that we have to hustle, and that we have to grind, or that money, rich people are greedy, or that you know, money is um, hard to come by, or it doesn't stay. You have to save and be really penny pinching. And you know, I have such a I, I've, I've done a lot of work around this, but money to me, I had I heard such a great thing about this. Money is energy, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard this before, but I listened to this class and he was like, okay, if you think about the world's wealth, the, the entire world's money, 4% of the world's money is cash, like cold, mm. hard cash. 96%, where, where is it? Yeah. Where, it's in this assigned value. Where does it, where is it? Ex- where, like it, the only reason. It's not a physical thing that you can no, hold on to. It's not a physical thing. The only reason people have money and they're rich is because someone somewhere, someplace in the world is putting ones and zeros behind your name. Yes. You know, it doesn't, yeah. it's not real. No, it's not real. And you know, I think I really came to, it was maybe a year and a half ago that my parents were in town and my parents are both super self-made. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very well off and they didn't grow up really well off. They worked really hard. They continue to work really hard. And, um, but they're also a little bit more of the mentality of, you know, they didn't talk a lot about money with us. There was even a time that my dad got fired and was unemployed and the kids didn't know, yeah. which I understand you, it, they want to create a strong front. Um, and you know, they have their own conditioning and stuff for whatever reason. But so I sat them down and was like, explain to me retirement. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> are, do you just have a million dollars in a bank account somewhere? And they're like, no. And so they explained to me as an adult, I finally understood, you know, certain investments and how they've made investments. And then the returns on those are what, you know, they don't have to work their whole lives and calculate, okay, we'll spend a hundred grand a year and we'll hopefully be alive for 15 years after we retire. So let's save a hundred, you know, $1.5 million or whatever. Um, so they explained everything to me and investing in real estate and how some of it's, you know, you can cash out on certain things. And like truly, I think up until that moment, I was like, you just got to stash money away and stash it away and stash away. I really considered it this physical thing. Right. And not that, not that there's this whole like nebulous idea behind value of money right and so then I started being a responsible adult and reading all the old finance books and the thing you know things like that where there's um there's a good explained episode on mm. the American dream um and they I talk a lot about oh the way God, I love explained it's so fun oh it's so good um explained on Netflix <laughs> <laughs> by the way this is brought to you by no I wish <laughs> um uh, where they were talking about how buying a house is the best thing you can do, um, which is debatable. Uh, super. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that's a really narrow way of looking at it. But if some finance guy is like, OK, based on the stats of the past, buying a house is the best way that you can. It's the best investment that you can make. And I was just like, ah, my brain was like busted open and it totally changed the way that I think about money. Yeah. Yeah. And. And someone might be saying and being like, well, fuck you. I'm 30 grand in debt. And oh, you know, my God, all this, I'm not telling all anyone this, to buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> and all these well, and all these things. But and well, to the point of like money doesn't it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I, I I get it and I understand. But I, I, I big the biggest shift for me was that money is an energy exchange mm-hmm. and it's like. I, this is money. Like I'm waving my hand in my in the air right now. Like this is money. Like this uh, truly, right. it surrounds us. And when you think about abundance, like kind of bringing it back to woo woo shit. When you think about abundance, like don't just think about abundance as money. Mm-hmm. Abundance is there's an abundance of trees. There's an abundance of air. There's an abundance of pillows. There's a, an abundance of dirt. Like th- the world is really, really abundant mm-hmm. and so full. And so if you tap into that energy of fullness and abundance, money is attracted to that because it's yeah. the same, it's the same frequency. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. Um, yesterday I met with a friend of mine who I met back five years ago. I spent five months as an entertainment executive assistant, which is what a lot of people do for years and years and years. And I was like, Oh, this is dark and I can't do it anymore. And I bailed so hard. I've never been at a job a shorter amount of time. Um, but I met this girl when I, when her and I were both assistants and at like production companies or whatever. And now she's a producer and good for her. And we were talking about it and we were talking about how I was like, I have this theory that the entertainment industry ruins women, Mm. (laughs) which I mean is to be, that's a nice big blanket statement. But a lot of the women that are working in, um, that are producers or managers or whatever. Um, I just haven't had a lot of success meeting really nice women. And I think it's because entertainment is so cutthroat. It's so cutthroat. And it's like pure toxic masculinity that they really have to overcompensate and go far and above and sort of lose any softness it really in go, order to be their successful. masculine too mm-hmm. yeah in order to be successful and she was saying that you know when you're on the inside we like to have we have times up and we have all these things and 
we're trying to get more more women to the forefront, more uh, people of color, et cetera. But when you're in it, there really is, it does still feel like there's at every table, there's one spot for a mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. And so they see each other as competition. Right. Because the men, there can be, there's an abundance of mm-hmm. men and there's a scarce amount of place yeah. for women. And it's that idea of scarcity versus abundance yeah, it just applies to everything. And it is so it can really have an effect on like it can turn women who I'm sure are wonderful and powerful and strong and incredible into terrible people to work for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That sucks. That does sucks. Suck. <laughs> uh, that's why I only lasted like four and a half months. I don't blame you. I don't blame yeah. you. I'm a I'm a singer, as you know, but, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not in the I'm not in the entertainment business. I'm in a band and we do celebrity weddings. Oh, my God. So cute. it's like so far removed from I mean, it, it it really is. It's so far removed from that, like, toxicity. It's like mm-hmm. we show up, we do the gig, we sing the covers, we shake hands with, with the people, we have we get the tip, and we're done. We go yeah. home, you know? And it's, like, such a – it's a really fun place to be because I get to just share my voice and be on a stage. And, and it's funny because I kind of live a double life, life coach by day, singer right. by night. But it's it's – the way I get to use my voice and um, I'm starting a YouTube channel this month to just to to sing and make it so separate from my business, but it just, it makes me so happy, but it's, it's been really nice for me to be able to share and sing and be on a stage without being in the entertainment world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Someone asked me recently if I have any hobbies and I was like, (laughs) what are you hobbies? I, I do a million things for a living. No, I don't have any fucking hobbies. (laughs) I'm literally just out here trying to pay my bills in a million different Different ways. ways. I read. (laughs) I can read. (laughs) I love the Real Housewives. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I actually got a tattoo last night. Did you? um, In dedication to the Real Housewives. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? amazing? Where is it? Well, it looks kind of gross right now because. um, It's all patched up. Well, it's got second skin on it. Do you know Mm. what that is? It's Mm -mm. like this weird little. It's a cool revolutionary thing in tattoos where they just put on this little like plastic wrap looking thing. And then you keep it on for a couple weeks and it's like you don't have to do any aftercare. It just heals itself underneath. But I'll show you. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That is. You can't tell what it says, but it says. Um. It says Scary Island, uh, which is a reference to the Real Housewives of, of New York. That's so cute. I do like the the type, though. It's really, really yeah. cute. Yeah, I'll show you a picture that's like not with all the ink, like gross and weird, how it's like <laughs> bleeding out under the second skin. I woke up this morning. I was like, ah! <laughs> it, like truly looks crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My dog reading the Real Housewives. Right. Other than that, I'm like, who has hobbies? Who has time? Yeah. Like, I mean, right. You know what? We don't know what my my hobbies is, Mm -hmm. is I really love finding new coffee shops, like hipster, cute coffee shop. I love it. Oh my God. That is a huge hobby of mine, actually. I love that. Yeah. My boyfriend and I will be like, okay, we have a list, an ongoing list that we continually add to. And we'll go to like 30 minutes away to find this spot that has cute photos. That's so cute. Yeah. I do like that in sort of the day and age of social media, you can sort of like you, if you wanted to, you could totally turn that into a blog that makes you some money and like get sponsored, but also you don't have to. Yeah. I've been really into sustainability um, and I've, created a bunch of tips and tricks and I was like I should just put these as a highlight on my Instagram story like not for any reason that I'm trying to be some sustainability influencer but just let the people know let the people know yeah give the people what they want (laughs) the people want me (laughs) 
I give it to him every day. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> no, I keep trying to get the um, thirsty boys that replied to all of my Instagram stories mm-hmm. to Venmo me. Oh, please share. Like, please do a podcast episode about that. Um, well, it hasn't fucking worked yet. Damn so. it. <laughs> <laughs> I could roll my eyes so far into the back of my head. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Venmo me 500 bucks and we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. I'm yeah. like, give, come on. You're God. I get some of the, I'm sure you, you get this too, but I get some insane messages on the internet. I you have a lot of followers too. Do you get crazy shit in your DMs? You know what you'd think? And I, I, I don't know how I avoid it. I really do not. It's insane. I've gotten one dick pic for oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Just one. And I was like, babe, I was like, so excited. <laughs> I was like, look at it. I got a dick pic. And I was like, I showed him. I was like, look, 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 look at it. Look at it. And he's like, oh my God. And he's like, he's like laughing. We're just, we were so excited. I was like, finally, I got a dick pic. I was like, you yeah. made it. I made it. I made, you made it. it. I know. I got the dick. My first dick pic. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, but, and then I just fucked with the guy. It was amazing. But then what else? I mean, I get weird men being like, hey, baby, but I truly don't get. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I, I just like do not. <sighs> That's good. I'm not available for it. Yeah. You put like a protection spell yeah, I totally on yourself. Do. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I love attention, so I'm not like What bothered. kind of stuff do you get? Oh my God. I get the most insane shit. Like I have, um, so I did a campaign last year with And Other Stories that is a Swedish brand. And so it was like, I was getting messages from people who were seeing the campaign from all over the world. And so I have like a, like a Swedish person, like someone from like Madagascar, like mm-hmm. all these dudes that just reply and write like true, terrible poetry about my selfies. <laughs> And I'm, I just like screenshot them and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it's like, don't get me what wrong. Do you, what com- do you do with compliments are my favorite thing yeah. on earth. Like I would just sit in a chair and like have people compliment me left and right. If I could, that totally. would be my entire day and get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> duh. <laughs> yes. That's my ideal job. That's the full-time <laughs> job I'm looking for. <laughs> you just started, you started your own agency. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Some of, some of the things that they say, and they've got like kids. I like look at their profile and they're like a father of two. Oh my God. I'm like, what is this about? Like, yeah. are you, does, I don't know. Is your hobby internet poetry? Yeah. I don't know. Did they, t- did they take some, can you tell they took some real time with it? What? Can can you tell they took some real time crafting oh. it? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. <laughs> I get like paragraphs. <laughs> You'll have to screenshot one and send it to me next oh, time. Oh, I will. Please. <laughs> oh, I will. I've got some goodies saved in the folder. But the internet's wild. Something I've really noticed is that, um, well, I love the internet. I really hate the internet. But people are so bold and they will just say whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't even, protection. they don't think, yeah, they don't think twice about it. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyways, that's how I get my confidence. Um <laughs> How do you get your confidence? (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. This is actually really fun because, you know, I do a lot of like personal development podcasts, you know, and people, the, the question, I mean, I love the questions and I love doing them, but sometimes the questions are, you know, heavy and we actually, I love going into deep shit. So it's not that, but I have not laughed this much on a podcast before. So (laughs) power to you, power to you. It's a, it's really fun. I'm just trying to have a good time. Yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) 
um okay wait so i do i know that you were a singer when you were younger mm-hmm. and that you didn't have the best experience yeah. within the industry yeah and that that sort of like pushed you away yeah and i think it's interesting that maybe um just the simple facts of you were young Mm -hmm. you were on american idol Mm -hmm. and you could have been this like star Mm -hmm. um and now you are in a line of work where you help people love themselves i know oh my god it's like it's so it's like full circle yeah i had a um i've been singing since i was a little girl i've been in in, in band since i was 14 and probably younger yeah but um and doing like gigs, like like fifteen and in, in bars, you know, like doing oh, gigs, okay. yeah. And um, I don't know how I swung that, but it, it happened. And I had always wanted to do American Idol. I'd always wanted to try out. And my mom was, bless her heart, very into my career, and mm, you know, lived very stage mom. Oh yeah. And uh, so when I turned sixteen, that's the that's the age that you had to be when during mm. uh, season eight to audition and so we immediately went to there was no auditions close to us in California so we went to Phoenix to audition and like long story short went through all these different um stages because there's so many stages before you get to the 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 part where you actually are on TV singing in front of Simon and Paul and Randy and well back then and uh made it just like kept Mm -hmm. making it and making it and making it and ended up getting to the top 36 Wow. Out of like 150,000 people and uh, made it to all the way to the live show where I sing for America. Mm-hmm. And the the experience was, the whole experience was really traumatizing. I'm actually <sighs> working with my therapist. It's been 11 years. I'm working with my therapist right now to unwind some of the trauma that came up from that. Wow. Realizing that I had not healed this wound mm-hmm. 10 years later. You know, I'm, and I was just realized I've been realizing this in the last few months that, oh my gosh, I have so much that really made an imprint on me. And so why I was so intense is because, so I, I had been singing like really old songs, I auditioning with at last and mm-hmm. hallelujah and, um, like Pat Benatar, like all these kind yeah. of like older songs, which is my, which is my style. And the producers are like, you don't represent your age group. Well, you, um, need to sing Taylor Swift for, yeah the live show. I love Taylor Swift, but I'm not good at singing her. Mm. And also keep in mind, like I'm 16. There's a few other 16 year olds, my season, everyone else is professional adult musicians, you know, like they yeah. have experience. Oh, They've God. been in bands. They are, it's not just like Joe Schmo off the street. My experience was choir, you know? Right. And you're so young. Yeah. I didn't Ugh. have. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so I, I didn't have a lot of experience. I was I was in like my uh, a band with my dad, but still it wasn't like a you know it was no, a you're a little dad. girl in a band with your dad. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was not it was not a, a lot of experience. So yeah, so uh, they wanted me to sing Taylor Swift for the live performance and um, practice this song. It was out of my range, and I was also just so I was so missing home. I was so mm-hmm. homesick. They take you out of school. Mm-hmm. You're taken out of school. You come to LA for like three months wow. and I'm in a, a, a hotel room with my mom for three months. And we had a really hard relationship growing up even prior to this. So away from my friends, I missed choir. I missed my English teacher. I missed my little boyfriend that I had at the time. I wanted to go home. 
Yeah. You know, I was not having fun. It wasn't the dream. No, it was no. not fun. And it was just like a lot of like waiting rooms and audition after audition after audition and um, being picked apart, you know. And so uh, finally, I mean, finally got to this, this, the live show, the top 36. And um, as I'm about to go out onto the stage, the producer hands me the microphone and says, don't fuck up. You're about to sing in front of 33 million people. Uh. And I was like, <clears throat> like. I had never, I mean, you can imagine I'd never done a, a performance to this caliber. You know, I'm a baby. No, that's insane. Yeah. And so I get out and I just bomb. Oh, yeah, I bomb. It was, Aww. and it's not like, oh, you did great. It was, you did, I like, actually it was not good. And so yeah. I was really shaky. I didn't hit all my notes. I was like, like stepping side to side, like not moving my body. I was kind of stunned. And, um, I just, I mean, the judges ripped me apart. Oh my God, you're 16. I know. Yeah, they, they like ripped me apart. And um, Simon was like, this is a good learning experience for you. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone, like I had people telling me, or one of the girls, um, Paula was like, she was like, it was not good, Stevie. And then my season, there was a, a, a guest judge named Cara Dioguardi. Uh-huh. It was the same season that Adam Lambert was on. Most people oh, know, okay. know that season. And she was like, I'm so disappointed. You know, and it's just it w- like kicking a horse while she's down. Oh, my God. And this is vicious. It was vicious. And so um, I got eliminated the next night. And I was actually really happy to go home. Oh, my God. I was like, yes. needed to go home. But what ended up happening is I got a lot of... I got bullied. I got really badly oh, bullied. No. First it was like, Ooh, Stevie's cool because she's on TV. You know, everyone wanted to be my friend when I was still at school. And then when I came back, it was, it was either laughing at me because I sucked or it was, um, Stevie thinks she's too good for everyone because she was on TV. Oh, so I lost a lot of friends. Like I, you know, my, I, I was the lead part before I had left. I was the lead part in my um, show choir performance mm-hmm. and I didn't get to go home to that. And it was just, it was so much. And then at mm-hmm. home, I've talked about this on online too, at home, um, my mom like had a really hard time with my, me getting, getting kicked off and she didn't hide it well, Ugh, you know? No. And so I took on her pain. I, t- I was like, okay, you know, my worth is caught up in whether I'm a superstar or not. Like it's either it's, it's all or nothing. It's, and I, so my perfectionism came out of it. I mean, I had, you know, shit from abandonment wounds when I was younger, but that was a really, really transformative event in my life Right. that kind of set me on a trajectory. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really hard. And I think like what came out of the belief that came out of that experience was that I'm only worthy when I'm the best. Mm -hmm. I'm only worthy when I win. I'm only worthy when I put on a show, right? Put on a performance. Yeah. And, um, and also, also what came out of that, the belief that came out of that is that I can't fail. It's not safe. It's not an option. Uh, Not an option. Mm -mm. It like the whole world, my therapist and I, um, dug into this and we uncovered this like just a couple weeks ago. She's like, you can see that you don't let yourself fail now and you don't let yourself be fully seen now mm-hmm. because what if you fail publicly, like failing publicly is one of my worst fears, Ugh. you know, because I've, I failed so incredibly publicly to right. the world and then the world did come crashing down in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. And so I tie that with, if I fail, the world will come crashing down. Mm. If I fail, the world will come crashing down. So, um, 
that was a huge, that was actually that uncovering. That was a huge win for me. Right. You know, because, um, I have a, she's, she's helping me heal this. And she's like, I think the way that you heal this is actually falling apart in front of the people you trust. Yeah. And knowing that the, like when you fall apart, the world doesn't crumble mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you have new tools now. Um, and the like the world will stay together and you can be met with love and not shame. Yeah. And so she's like me, your coach, your, your dear friends, like lo- uh, let yourself fall apart mm-hmm. and know that it's safe to be seen in that way. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on now. That was like, it's a really long story. Sorry. No, <laughs> it's a fucking podcast. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's a podcast. You talk and talk and talk. That's like the whole point. <laughs> the whole point. <laughs> God, that's so insane. I can't yeah. believe I, first of all, I good for you for also not like spinning off the face of this planet and just becoming like, I, I don't know, like a tiny alcoholic. Or yeah, something. exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like into drugs. Totally. Yeah. I, um, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a real, I give myself credit. I have a, since I was little, I have a real, uh, what's that word when, um, resilience, mm-hmm. I have a real mm-hmm. resilience about me. Um, you know, I can get through, but now it's like, actually, I don't want to get through anymore. I want to thrive. Yeah. So, um, it's been really, and I, I find it that this work that I'm doing and deepening my, my own healing and feeling my own pain and knowing that it's safe to feel my own pain, it's, it's allowing me to do way deeper work with my clients too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, you've really chosen a career path where you have to show up for yourself oh God. and show up for them. It's and no joke. Yeah. How many clients do you have right now? I have six. Yay. Yeah. I have six one-on-one clients. I have, um, a bunch of breathwork clients. Oh yeah. yeah oh I yeah. Do. Talk about breathwork. I'm so interested yeah. in doing like a session with you. Or oh, I'd love to. Breathwork. Oh my gosh. I got facilitated. Um, I got, excuse me. I got my facilitator training certification this last year and I found breathwork like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what it is or might not have heard of it, it's this really ancient healing modality where you ancient ancient it's mm-hmm. not a new thing it's like becoming modern and, and cool but it's this ancient healing modality where you use a certain type of breath pattern to reach higher states of consciousness mm-hmm. it's great for anxiety it's great for stress you are bypassing the ego you bypass the mind you get right into the body you're able to energetically get rid of stagnant energy old wounding old stories you're i get downloads i see visions mm-hmm. um and so I have been using breathwork for my own healing for years and just got certified um, this last year. And it's like the, the what I'm seeing it do for my clients is so fun. It's uh, really, really cool. It's I'm really cool. really dying to yeah. get into it. I just joined a, um, a yoga studio called Kinship in yeah. Highland Park, which mm-hmm. is, I love them so much because it's Don't so much. Don't they have much, like a night where they do a bunch of healers? Yes. yes. They do it twice a week. Yes. It's amazing. Um, they're such a like hippie dippy yoga studio, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. But it's great because there's meditation, there's sound baths, there's breath work options. There's um, a class that they do twice a week where they bring in healers that are, that have different modalities and while you're sort of like stretching and in poses the healers will come by and and do their modality on you so it's um you know exposing people to new different modalities and I love that so Mm -hmm. much that they have such a really interesting you know 360 look or I don't know just an opportunity to try a bunch of different things that's not yeah it's super holistic and I love it so much and they're doing a um a breath work workshop one of the teachers is and I'm dying to take it yeah do it do it do yeah. it do it it's well, especially so good because in yoga I mean you're doing the I forget the name of that breath it's like 
pranayama or something pranayama pranayama yeah. okay um that particular breathing and so it's just an easy intro into if you're already if you're doing yoga you're already doing at least a form of breath totally. work absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah it's 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 wild and i i take people if they're in i do online breath work as well which is still really transformative. I was like not sure if it was going to work, mm-hmm. but it's still very mm-hmm. transformative um, and really great. But when I'm doing in-person clients, I do it here and my neighbors must hate me. I'm like, people are like screaming. People are like crying. It's like they're releasing so much stuff. Wow. You know, and it's so beautiful to hold space for and just be like, yeah, bring it more, 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 <gasps> you know? Oh my God, I have to try. It. Yeah, it's, re- it's really fun. It's yeah. really, really fun. I'm in a real, I'm in a real zone where, oh my God. Um, I will, do you know that I know Anna Nasri? No. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh my God. So she's one of my best friends. Yeah. She is a truly delightful person yeah. and an amazing Instagram follow. Oh my uh, God. Oh my God. An amazing a little Insta- shout out for Anna Nasri. If oh, anyone yeah. needs, if anyone needs branding help, she has a badass company called brand up. And That's how they I got are, connected with her in the first place. Oh was through my like Marketing she, branding staff. She's incredible. Yeah. She's, and so she's super into all the biohacking stuff, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is so insane. And I love it. Oh my God. I love it. Like, I, worked, <laughs> I worked at one of the jobs that I had, um, during that break from between health oh, coaching yeah. was I worked at upgrade labs, which is mm. bulletproofs. Sister, oh, bulletproof amazing. coffee sister yeah. company. Dave Asprey is the owner of Bulletproof, mm-hmm. but he has like a sister company called uh, called Upgrade, and he has all these wacky, like space looking machinery for yeah. biohacking. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So well, I've also I love like a subculture. I love like a community that's really into something, and so I started listening to like the Lifestylist mm-hmm. and all these biohacking podcasts. I, just, I was with Luke Story for a week. Were you where? Yeah, last week we went to. I just got back from. Do you follow Joe Dispenza's work? Um, I I know the name. Okay. Because of like all of this yeah, stuff, but yeah. I don't like follow. So um, I went to a seven day advanced week long retreat with Joe Dispenza. By the way, I just got back like Sunday night. I'm totally a different human. It was oh, wow. so incredible. But um, Luke's story just happened to like sit down next to me and I'm like, are you Luke story? And he's like, ah. yeah. And I was like, hi. And, I was, and then we ended, we ended up hitting it off. And he, he was my buddy that we had to do partner yeah. work. He was my buddy for the last seven days. Yeah. He's wonderful. Yeah. Completely down to earth and normal and not weird and just like a fantastic human being. Yeah. Well, I, I, I started listening and I'm, it's funny cause I'm so, I'm so into it and I want to like buy it all and try it all and do it all. But then the other part of me is like, this is all bullshit and super unrelatable and only for rich people. And there's like, it's so tailored to like a certain kind of almost like Santa Monica bro that mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I can, <laughs> it's like not for me, but it's, I'm, I feel like this is so me is that I'm like, Ooh, I'm so into it and I want to try it all. But follow also that. like, I hate this. Like, Who cares? follow that, follow the first one. You know, you love it. Oh, I know. And it's insane. And it's like, but that is like, Anything that I'm obsessed with follows that line of like, I hate it and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Luke was just telling me, because we had to do, so at this um, Joe Dispenser retreat, we were meditating, not kidding, for five hours every day. Oh my God. It was wild. It was beyond. And so um, we were talking and he's like, I had a download of my last meditation. And I was like, what? And he's like, well, I travel so much for work and for his podcast. And he's like, I have, he has essentially like $100,000 worth of biohacking equipment in in his home. And he's like, what if I were to rent out my place for people to come use my shit yeah. and like make a business out of it? And I was like, do that. So do it. There you go. Oh, That's, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, wow. I'll sign up. Um, but it's, 
it is funny because it is like in many ways it's the same way I feel about like goop and like a lot of the wellness stuff is I'm like this is so unrelatable and only for rich white people <laughs> but then <laughs> but also I like I love it and I wouldn't be surprised if in 40 years, like, science proves, like, oh, this is all bullshit and this was the, a placebo effect. But I'm like, whatever. If, it, if works, it works, it works. Yeah. Who cares? But Anna is such a good, she's so good. follow yeah, for that shit comes, because yeah. she's so, she, I mean, the she red does Red light it. therapy. Oh, red light therapy. The, 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 water, the water that's be- being delivered. Right, right, right. The, the restructuring um, of the water. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, like, yeah. I can't relate. I've got Can't $3 no in my idea bank account. No idea what you're talking about. But I fucking love it. We have a good laugh about this. I saw her last, or a couple weeks ago. We have a good laugh. Cause I'm like, I have no idea what you're doing mm-hmm. and it's just, it's really, no, fun. I'll never unfollow. Yeah. It's amazing. It, yeah. It's because it's like, I have a little list of things that I, you know, I'm like, Oh, this could be interesting and I'll look into it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she loves that shit. I love her. Yeah. It's so funny. She that's loves that her shit. hobby. I love her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she, that's someone who has a fucking hobby. Yeah. Like she is running an incredibly she successful lo- business. Oh yeah. And then has this insane hobby where she was like, she was like flying to fucking Denver this week I to know. do all that weird energy, energy work stuff. with like, Donnie, yes, Donnie Epstein. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I love it. But yeah, I'm in a real mode where I'm like, I want to make my body, my temple mm-hmm. and just have it be like, which is all what biohacking is about is just that you want to be, like perform to your highest yeah, it's ability just, it's like peak performance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All about peak performance. Like I watched that show cheer and I'm like, I'm Oh my a, God, I'm gonna be an athlete. I'm gonna be a late in life athlete. Yeah. <laughs> cheer. How good was that show by the way? Um, I actually didn't love it the way that everyone oh, else loved I it. loved it. What did you like? Um, I thought it was a little like, I wasn't super engaged mm-hmm. and it was a little too formulaic in a way that I was like, all right, yeah, we get it. Like all these kids like came from shit homes and now they're yeah, here. But I also really related to it in the sense of I was a, co- I was a competitive dancer um, growing up and they don't really, you know, I live in LA and I'm on a weird little dance team and I go to the sweat spot and I dance a lot as an adult. Um, but I don't think that's super accessible outside of major cities. And when you're a competitive dancer, that's all you do. You don't do anything else. You're like, you're in high school. You're not in any clubs. You're not in You're all you're doing is, is competitive dance and it's really competitive and you're, you know, an athlete of some sort and you either become a professional dancer and you don't go to college after that, or you go to college and you just like never step foot in a dance room ever again. Yeah. And so I relate to them in the sense that it's like, okay, well, once you're done doing you're done. this and killing yourself to do this, you're never going to see a huge benefit from it. You're done. I, so yeah, I relate was really that part was really wild like they're just done after this oh yeah and, and it's, it's happening all in like a ton of different it's not just you know cheer or whatever but I got really into like how much of these like little athletes they are yeah. and I loved to I mean it's this is rude but I love to watch them fall like at that part where that girl fully just gets thrown and like and no one's there arm. to catch her yeah, yeah, yeah. no one's there to catch her I rewound it like four times I was like what <laughs> not one of you was like not oh shit let's <laughs> let's rally someone, someone's coming like <laughs> no let's one. rally together and catch this person <laughs> oh my god they were like too busy with that Morgan girl who was like tripping and falling I'm like there's like four of you like not one of you was like fuck like <laughs> Jesus that poor girl <laughs> but my new year's resolution is to do a backflip and so Ooh. I said that before cheer came on and now I'm just like I'm gonna be a fucking gymnast like Hell I'm gonna yeah. be a, like a late in life athlete for no reason truly no than, reason other than your happiness and oh your my joy God. Yeah. yeah also because I think when you're a kid or you're like in high school or you're, you know, you're growing up, 
you can do your body can do fucking anything and then you become an adult and you fall apart <laughs> and your knee your knees hurt and your back hurts and like you can't do anything anymore but when you're a kid and maybe this is not everyone I have a very specific journey of like developing eating disorders at five <laughs> you know going through that my whole life but I feel like everyone can relate to like when you're a kid you have no confidence mm-hmm. so you don't really trust you're just flailing around and you don't trust anything and so you a lot of people I'm sure don't reach any sort of like um physical goal a lot of the times and now as an as an adult I'm like no I can do this I'm so confident I'm so sure of myself and people all around us are pushing their bodies to do start on a trampoline is that a, yeah just start on a trampoline and i've got go. a whole game a whole plan. thing i've okay. got a whole game okay, plan great. i've got a whole year to yeah. figure out how to do a backflip i'll figure it out yeah um my friend told me the other day i said that i was like my new year's resolution is to do a backflip and she goes wow i'll give you a hundred dollars if you do that and i was like okay start saving I yeah don't know. what a weird thing to say also this person is like rich <laughs> you mean more money please <laughs> I was like, what? I, I just told you it's my New Year's resolution. I don't need your hundo. Yeah. But like, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, as an adult, I'm just like, man, that would be so satisfying to just be like, I'm going to do this physical thing. Because the whole reason I chose a backflip is my New Year's resolution was I'm going to pick a physical challenge and do it. And backflip is just what I ended up choosing. But it's yeah, it's yeah. so fun to, as an adult, I'm like, yes, I can see of the steps. You can. Yeah. I'm a grown up human. I'm confident in myself and I can, I can do this. Yeah. And there's so much satisfaction Absolutely. coming out of that. Absolutely. Good for you. Yeah. So I'm going to do a backflip Please this year. Please film it. Oh, I will. Okay. I'll document the whole thing. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> You're not going to hold back at all. No, <laughs> no, no. And, um, I was at an audition a few weeks ago and some stupid audition where they just a lot of commercial auditions they're just like so um you know what's your favorite thing to do when you're feeling sad like they just want to see yeah they just want to see you talk on camera um especially for commercials like there's no like lines or anything like that most uh commercial auditions but he asked me what one of my new year's resolutions was and then he stopped and he goes you will never believe this but my new year's resolution is to do a backflip it's like what (laughs) but he said that he wanted to do it just because he felt like it would be a cool button to like a conversation like in a if he's in a social setting and he says something like impressive he can be like whoop oh (laughs) what up I was like this is the difference between men and women yeah that's the intention that intention is pretty hilarious yeah (laughs) um okay we're coming up to our time limit, yeah, which is sad. so sad. Um, do you have anything that you want to plug? I mean, I think that from what I've seen, I've seen a lot of coaches out there that I'm just like, what the fuck are they doing? But you seem very much like the real deal to me. Mm. And I know you and you're so authentic and you're so sweet. I think people can really benefit from working Thank with you. you. So where can they find more information? Yeah, I hang out on Instagram quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at Stevie L. Wright underscore. And my website is stevierite.co. And, uh, yeah, I'm taking on new clients for my six month one-on-one program. So if anyone's interested in getting some support this year, that would be a great place to start. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you mm-hmm. for being my guest. Thank you for having me. Truly one of the funnest podcasts I've ever been on. Oh yeah. If okay. not the, if not the, <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. Okay. Well follow me at what the Faust follow at confidential pod on Instagram, rate, review, subscribe, make me into a superstar. I'm waiting. <laughs> um, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to